Now, I don't want to lose too much of you with this, but, you know, currently the edge of my experience, um, I'm really enjoying anthropomorphizing these sides of my brain and really thinking through them in a way that I've given them character and shape so that even as I'm creating something like today's talk, I am in this place and I am and paying attention to both at the same time. So the, the anthropomorphizing of my right brain, my intuition has a presence and, and a character to it. And the left brain does too. And I'm moving in and out of these in a way that adds so much meaning to my life. Now, here's the thing. If you look at these and you think about these four phases, I start to see, hear, or feel something. I'm just paying attention. I'm accepting. Phase two, I'm exploring it. I'm discerning it. I'm picking it apart. Phase three, I'm refining it. I'm getting clarity. I'm getting understanding. Phase four, I'm experiencing the fruit of that. What happens? At some point, following the intuition, the voice, it gets stale. Why? Well, because we try to make everything permanent, but things die. So what do we do? We go back to phase one. We go back on the lookout for a revelation. A revelation. Again, don't be weirded out by that word. Don't be weirded out by that word. We create space to see something new, to hear something, to feel something. A new thought, feeling, or desire shows up. And what do we do? We go through the process again to get in a right relationship with our desires, with our feelings, with ourselves. And as we do this, as we enjoy that play again, what happens? We go back to those three big I don't knows. We learn to re-relate to who we are in the mission. We learn to re-relate to the overflow of that mission into our world. Now, again, mission isn't the goal. The right relationship with truth is. And I want to give you an image to look at with me in just a second. And right before we do this, as we close, I want you to really grasp and, and sit with this word truth for just a moment. Because when I think about what's true, I think of three dimensions. I think of first what is objectively true from my current point of reality, right? So this is Newtonian physics. <laughs> um, I'm looking at a Sony camera right now. Okay, so that's objectively true. What I feel is true, so this is a subjective, exper subjective experience, I feel like I'm with you right now. Like, I feel like I'm with you. I feel like you're with me in this. Even if you watch this recording later, I feel connected to you. Somebody goes, well, that's not objectively true. Explain quantum entanglement. <laughs> so we've got objective reality, and even that gets squishy at a quantum particle physics level. We've got a subjective reality. So there's true. There's what I feel is true. What I'm talking to you about today is the highest plane or dimension of truth. It's what is true to me. Not true to me in a victim place. Not true to me in an egoic place where it's all about, you know, my, my left brain and the insecurity of who I am. I mean, when I am fully activated, aware, dialed in, leaning in, learning, cooperating with what's unfolding in my life, my right brain and left brain are operating in rhythm together, I make moves true to who I am. That's what I mean. That's replacing self-deception with awareness. That yes, subjective and objective truth matters, but the highest plane is the making moves true to who I am. This un 
unfolding experience of mission. So I want you to take out your workbooks and look at the image that's there, right there in your workbooks. You can see in your notes at the top there, these four boxes. The top left box, you see the hot air balloon. When I was in the ninth grade, I was in a hot air balloon uh, and got to be in a race, actually. Um, we were flying over a field, and of course, how will I ever forget this? The pilot, there were two of us in the basket with him, me and a friend who got me in this balloon race. Uh, it was his friend's family. But the pilot looks at both of us and says, grab a post, we're going down. I had no idea this could happen. But a hot air balloon can catch a, um, a gust of wind and be shot to the ground. And he said, grab a post, we're going down. So we actually hit the ground, and then, and maybe as a bad pilot, I don't know, and the basket drug through the field for a while. We're just like holding onto this post. I've interacted with a lot of people over the years. And you can think about this individually or organizationally and organizations that are like hot air balloons. They think that they're ready for change, but they're not really at a place that they can sustain it. So what happens to them is they puff up with all this air, with all this vision. It's the hype but then they come crashing down. Now, some aren't ready for change or committed to it. They're the circus. These are the people that the show must go on. It's the people in the organizations. They've just locked in at that cruising altitude that we talked about. And so there's no advancing of their character. There's no expansion of what they're doing in the world and progression and advancement of that. And then there's also no upgrading to the model of reality that they need to adopt to, to be as effective as possible and whatever's changed in their world. So they just keep selling tickets and they keep abusing elephants or whatever. And at some point, you know, the tumbleweed just starts blowing through. Some people or organizations are like a leaky ship. They're going in a direction, but they haven't dealt with what would fundamentally derail them or sink them. There's too many leaks that are happening. And the most effective model that I could put in front of you today is to think about it this way. What would it be like if you could become not the hot air balloon full of vision and hype, not the circus that just performs to perform, keeps the shows going, not the leaky ship that has somewhere to go, but the drag coefficient of those leaks keeps weighing them down. What would it be like if you could be free from all that to show yourself ready and committed to whatever is going to unfold in your life? That's what it means to be the tree. To be the tree means you recognize I don't have to be the causal agent of my life's circumstances or reality, but I do want to learn how to cooperate with what's unfolding so I can make the most out of it and get the most out of it so that everything that is happening to me can be happening happening in me so that it happens for me and something powerful happens through me. And what you can think about to be the tree in terms of the big idea of your calling, of your intuition, of your mission, it's phase one to be in that tree and to accept what is just like a tree would do in the fall season. They accept the reality it is. I don't want you today to tolerate a diminishing return on who you are or what you do. What if you accepted everything right now and stared it in the face and didn't run away from looking in the mirror at one detail or facet of what you need to accept? That's being the tree. And then you sought to discern it 
You start sought to explore it like a tree does in the winter season. It goes deep within the trunk for that health. It looks like nothing's happening, but deep stuff is happening. And then in the spring season, the buds of growth occur. And this is where you're taking steps and taking action. Movement is occurring and you're getting refined. And then the tree in the summer season rests. We could use the word play like we've used today as this rhythm of intuition and intellect move hand in hand. And, and where are you right now? I mean, if you come through this experience and you can go, Chris, I can sum myself up. I know who I am. I know everything about myself. I'm just looking to get confirmation. Well, that was never the aim of this experience. And I don't think that's why you're here. I think you're here because you go, what if there is more? And you just got a crazy person here who's saying there is, there is more. Okay, if there is, well, how do I get to it? It starts with working with what you have and where you are to be the tree. Now, my passion and obsession has been to give you the best I can in this experience, to help disturb some things, explore some things, to notice some patterns and rhythms. And if you don't hear anything else I'm saying, for today, it would be this. What do you need to see, hear, or feel that's going to take you to that next step? Now, if you feel something from me or if you've seen something from me or heard something from me, I want you to know not only is there more for you, there's more we can do together. And so I want to share that with you. And I want to share that with you because this is the experience that I've seen lives transformed by over and over and over again. And that's our process called Figure That Shift Out. It's where we actually guide you through what it means to be completely transformed from the inside out as you get a deep knowing of who you are in your expansive capacity, a secure identity, and it overflows into a clear mission, and then you attract and build healthy community as you cooperate as you are the tree with an unfolding sense of mission 